Make sure I'm recording. Alright, it appears to be recording. I'm just gonna go buy a beer. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. I guess. It's, it's 26, right? Yeah. Oh, hi there. Happy Monday. It's November 26, 2018 in America. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where lately most of the friends I've made are exactly like David Lynch movies. At first they seem to be kind of dark and intriguing, and it doesn't take long before I realize they cost me a lot more I could afford and they're just full of fucking nonsense. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a while since I've had to do one of those for you. There was a lot of pressure. <laughs> I hate David Lynch. Um, so, hey, welcome back after two weeks of a crazy hiatus. Um, what's new and exciting? Thank you. Yeah, have a good night. Thank you. Do you like any horse? Uh, we don't have any horse today. We have another one. Doesn't matter. Excellent. So things. So things are good. That's awesome. It's. it's Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about that myself lately. Uh, money's been quite a rare commodity for me. But nevertheless, I'm still living the the dream as I always have, and it's great to be finally back talking to you. Um, things are just as they always are at the end of every month. My Spreaker subscription screwed up, and I'm messing around with Anchor and all kinds of craziness going on. But um. Going through multiple phones, which has just gotten ridiculous. Like, I, it's, it's all, all you can do is laugh. Um, I could, and I, I'm a little disappointed with my employer because uh, a customer had a phone stolen and got it replaced. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's because he was very, very angry and uh quite belligerent or if it was because he was just black i don't know i don't know but, but uh he got a phone replaced by them and i haven't had one of five although i think at this point i can call lg and get get one free it's got to be <laughs> i have bought way too many but I've, i luckily i've got to experiment with a lot of things that i never thought i would um like an iphone i had my first iphone I kept that for all of 23 hours, I think. <laughs> it wasn't a full day. What a piece of crap. I'm sorry, Apple. Your phone sucks. <laughs> and uh, not only... This was apparently an iPhone 4 something, rather. I don't know what it was, but it's like the lame one. It's It's the Windows Vista of iPhones.
Yeah, I know. They phoned it in, if you will. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. It's just that I didn't like anything about it. Um, and I didn't do, because it turned out to be a four when, here's the thing about every phone I try to buy, people tell me it's a seven. Never a seven. Not one single seven have I bought in this whole fiasco. It's always a four. So I bought the, uh, I did the find my phone thing on Google, which it didn't find my phone at all. It, it can find me wherever the hell I am and do transcripts of my conversations, but it can't find my phone when I don't have it, apparently. So thanks, Google, for that. But it did allow me to put a message on the screen, which is like, congratulations, you now have my phone, you win, I'm a loser, I'll go buy another one. But no, I put a message on the screen said, this phone is stolen, please return it. And a guy bought it on, not Craigslist, but something like that, and read the message and returned it. And I thought that was very cool. Um, and then it got stolen two days later. Which, I mean, at, at which point you have to say, why do you keep putting your phone down? Well, just sometimes you have to. Um, you know, yeah. It, 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 this this was an interesting one. I'm not going to bore the listeners with it because we've got so much to get to in a relatively short podcast. But uh, this was planned. It was like pre-planned. It was a group of people who set out to steal my phone. Uh, and if you watch the video, it's blatantly obvious what they were up to, and uh, pretty funny. So good on you guys. Um, you know, I saved your lives. I just did actually. Uh, but when you called and said you needed an extra uh, 30 minutes to eat, I was uh, giving chest compressions. Um, yeah, that's just true. Uh, right down, right, right beside me. I was trying to wake the guy up to uh, tell him to put his wallet away. Actually, I wasn't. The guy beside me was trying to wake him up to tell him to put his wallet away because he had just, like, passed out with his wallet in his hand. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't just passed out. So, yeah, we, it took four of us. Three shots in Arcan and a lot of effort on everybody's part. And everyone still goes back to work like they're just cool as cucumbers. They've been doing it for 15 years. I haven't. It's uh, still nerve-wracking for me. But nevertheless, guy woke up. He was fine. He was laughing and happy by the end of the night. Um, but the, the, these are the people. You, you steal my phone? Really? Maybe next time I don't do the chest compressions. You ever think of that? Maybe... Maybe I forget which drawer the Narcan's in next time. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, sorry. That was a black pen. My bad. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't worry. That's going to leave a scar. Sorry. <laughs> what are people thinking? My purpose in this place is to make sure you don't die. And you're going to repay me by stealing my stuff? And then, and then when I bitch about it, I'm a goof. <laughs> You're a goof. He goof. Yeah, ne- ne- never been to prison. Don't don't care what that means. Don't <laughs> doesn't bug me at all. Anyway. The best I I I got piece of goof. I like that. You're a piece of goof. That sounds adorable. Oh, a little piece of goof. Uh.
Look at that little piece of goo. Oh, my little piece of goo. Yeah, that really upset me. <laughs> you know, this is a funny thing about people. Um, one thing you don't forget, I'm dead inside. Um, you can't insult me. It's, 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 there's nothing left to insult. <laughs> it's it's just also uh, conceit wrapped in filth and shame. Like I. No, and like the guy who tried to threaten my life, literally tried to threaten my life. Big old guy too. He's like an old school gangster. But I got some funny old school gangster stories for you too. This guy he holds a knife to my throat and he goes, "You're gonna die if you don't stop busting us." Well, number one, I'm busting you because what? Not because what you're doing is highly illegal. I don't give a shit about that. But it's because it's in a place where the nurses can't get at you. If you overdose, you will die there. That's why I stop you from doing it there and encourage you to do it in the right place. It's, it's from a place of, I don't want you to die. If you do it there, you might. If you do it there, you probably won't. You know, it's, and you're thinking you're going to kill me for that? Well, square that circle in your head, idiot. But the other... If, if anyone... And hi, listeners. Welcome back. I haven't even said hi to you. I'm so obsessed with Gord. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for listening while we were off the air. I noticed there was some, um, and that's really fantastic. I appreciate you guys keeping up, and we will do our best to repay you by keeping up with uh, what I'm now, I guess, is the launch of season two. Should be a very good season. Um, But something I want to introduce the uh, listening public to... Oh, and by the way, you can uh, send in your emails, and we demand it this time, to ericandgord at outlook.com. It doesn't get easier than that. ericandgord at outlook.com. Um... Here's the thing about me, kids, that we're going to introduce for the season two. You can't intimidate me. I don't intimidate. There's no, nothing intimidating about you. There's nothing you can do to me that's worse than what I'm probably going to do to me today. So just stop. Don't, don't threaten me. It doesn't. It's, I can't even finish the sentence. Yes, do that. O- offer me something for, uh, with no ulterior motive. Or be one of the ladies on uh, be be one of the ladies on OKCupid that actually chats with me. They freak the hell out of me. Like the really pretty ones, they scare me. Well, mind you, I did a joke when I did. All my answers were like jokes, and it seems to be paying off pretty well. Yeah, and it's and like just like um. What would you, what would I beat you at? Is one of the questions. Or what would I be better than you at? And I said, obviously, a me lookalike contest. Yeah, exactly. You see. And then it said, what's your gold standard? And I said, right now, about $43 an ounce. (laughs) If you don't like... Please do, let's get on with this. This is dumb now.
I haven't seen the price of gas in months. Would you need to know it? Really? No, we never will again. Wow. I have to uh, go for a walk anyway because I'm going to find somewhere more comfortable to do this from. So maybe I can ask around. Because um, I'm back at my old digs at Waterfront Station. Very weird. I haven't done this in a long time from here. This is fun and exciting and all that stuff. Um, interesting returning. I was very nervous about the return to the podcast. Because uh, after our 100th episode extravaganza, which uh, still hasn't been fully, completely uh, rectified yet. Um, because depending on what site you're on, we're anywhere from 66 episodes to 120 episodes. Yeah, we call it 100, but it was great that the, uh, the 100th episode came out before the 99th episode. It's, it's good for us. It really is. Um, so not only not the 100th episode, but uh, not even the 100th episode sequentially in a, the way it was supposed to be in the podcast. And we're just awesome. We're winning left and right with this thing. And I think it's only going to get better this year. Um, but there's more to mention about that a little bit later. I'm in an A&W right now, and people are looking at me weird. Um... Where, where was I going with this? I was going somewhere with this. Ah, I'm, I'm completely lost. Um, yeah, you know what? Now would be a good time for a song. <laughs> so since I can actually edit um, somewhat properly, let's take a little break and play a song, and uh, we'll get back to all these shenanigans uh, in like two and a half minutes or something. All right, there, I can catch my breath and figure out. Seem like we don't even know each other now 
It's all just me, but I don't feel like starting again. It might just be me, but I feel like I deserve better than this. You made a promise from the bottom of your heart. Said it wouldn't happen again. I promise to love you till death do us part. If you promise not to come back today, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, there really is too many. Um, what the hell? Where was I? I had notes about what I wanted to talk about, and I can't find any of them. Um, big things happening for Champion you Right, there we are. Okay, let's get back to it. Hi, everybody. That was a song by a really great band. I love that song. It's probably by me. We'll find out when I pick it later. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you guys all enjoyed it later when I pick it. Um wanted to talk about some exciting things happening with the champion tree. Now it's kind of a odd uh, situation, but um, serendipitous, as it were. Turns out office space in Vancouver uh, is significantly cheaper than uh, rental home space. Like, you can rent a very luxurious office for about 1800 a month um, with a shower. Um, you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> the Champion Tree Entertainment Company officially has an office with a storefront. And not, not officially, um, but we are in the process of picking one. And uh, partnering up with two other fledgling businesses looking for office space. And uh, the three owners might just work a lot. Burn the candle at both ends, if you know what I mean. Um... Seems just like the perfect solution to a whole bunch of problems because I can uh, make the company look really good and uh, sleep in a place that's mine and my stuff doesn't get stolen. Win-win for Champion Tree. So stay tuned in the next. I uh, stay tuned for that because there may be a massive injection of cash coming out soon too. Hi. Can I just get one little buddy burger with cheese, please? Uh, through here. Sorry, I'm ordering a burger as we do this because it's been a long day. Um, it is the Buddy Burger. I've been talking about the Buddy Burger on the show since the very, very first episode, and I always will. It's the greatest burger ever invented. Uh, Eric and Gord. Just Eric's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's just natural now. Um, thank you. Been working on some new logos, and I like it. I like the rebranding. That, that's my favorite part so far. Uh, we should have done it a long time ago. Um, now, before you get too tired, so yes, uh, Champion Tree getting an office very soon. I have the other two businesses lined up. It actually wasn't even my idea. Um, shamefully, I have to admit, I, it never even crossed my mind to look 
down that avenue. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. The one we found is really neat. Um, it'll look really good if it happens. Very modern, hip-looking place with a gigantic basement where we can hide our real lives. And just occasionally, if a landlord happens by, one of our fake companies has to throw up a sign. <laughs> yep, this is our office. Yeah, it's just a win-win. Um, now, one of these guys who uh, I'm going into business with is uh, expecting a very large inheritance. I don't mean to sound callous, but he is, and we're all very excited about it. <laughs> it's... Uh, could spell great things for the podcast <laughs> and uh, just great things for, for this year in general. So, um, go mom, go, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully we can kick some business your way. Speaking of which, I was wondering how the uh, knife sharpening business is going. Yeah, I guess. At that point, do you just tell them to take the commission and shove it? Like, get to that we are talking of course Black Friday uh, my question when the hell did Black Friday become the week of Black Friday 
Now, first of all, Canada's not even supposed to have Black Friday. It was a uh, uh, Thanksgiving thing that I don't know about at all. No, I have, I have no idea. Interesting. So they had a big sale. And pad their fourth quarter profit. Brilliant. Fantastic idea. So you would never have a Black Friday red tag sale. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, and they always have their bread tag sale. That's why I was. Yeah, and it's not true. Yes. Here's the thing. Two things are going to happen when you give your kid a balloon. They're going to pop it or they're going to lose it. Either way, they're crying and your whole afternoon is ruined. So I don't see the point of introducing them to uh, an already tense situation. Um, the balloon is a very stupid thing to me. I don't see the necessity, um, except that maybe like circuses and funerals. Oh, yeah, that, yeah but you don't, you don't need the balloon for that. You can go straight to the tank. Don't kids do that, don't. Yes, which, because there's one thing I know that's funny, it's uh, laughing at drunk Germans, they love it, and you poke fun of a drunk German's voice and uh, see what, how, what a hilarious night you have, um, great idea, Jesus. What is going on in the world? So anyway, Black Friday for a thing. It's not supposed to be a Canadian thing. I remember I was actually working at Staples uh, when we they decided to introduce Black Friday into their lives, and it was hilarious. Like four people bought a printer. Like nothing happened. It was stupid because we we don't get it. We don't we don't get the hype, and we didn't we don't get the sales that they do. But so why do why are we making it a week? It's now the week of Black Friday, which leads us right into fucking Christmas, which takes us right through to Boxing Week, 
which is rich. It's like this two and a half months of fucking scamming shit down your throat from November 12th to January 1st. Which is, everybody knows, um, slight, slight gray Thursday. Wow. Yeah, no, the only people going into a mattress store at 6 in the morning are homeless people who don't have a bed and are looking for somewhere warm at 6 in the morning. I've done a lot of shopping for things that I would never buy just because they're open at 6 in the morning. <laughs> And I've actually... That's pretty intense. Very well done. Yeah, that's when you turn around. That's when you turn around and you go, "Yeah, that's what I do." <laughs> because I have one sale, you have all of them. You go, "Yeah, that's what I do." I do it at work all the time. Something that's just a complete fluke, but looks fantastic in front of the boss, and my boss goes, "How did you do that?" I go, "That's what I do." And then my boss is my boss is uh, just pie-eyed enough to buy into it a little bit. It's fantastic. It's what I do. He's like, you know, I've noticed since you came here, it's been like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Nobody, they don't point out the, all the amazing things that happen that they don't see. Um, you never get credit for those. It's amazing what we don't get credit for. And don't ask for it. Um, so, yeah. I save lives all the time. That's what I do. No. Yeah. It's just the thing. You know what? It's so not just the thing. And the people I work with, God bless their souls, they go back to work like it was just nothing. They're not breathing. I'm still shaking. Uh, I don't. I don't see myself ever getting used to that. But no, I mostly pour coffee. I don't. I, that's not. They're saving lives. That's other people. They do that. Um, I just give you coffee and laugh at you for ODing. Yeah, pretty much. I I will I will berate you a little bit because don't do it. It's stupid. Quit it. Stop doing such big shots. It's it's not that difficult. Um, yes, it is for many people. It's very difficult. Um, anyway, we were talking Black Friday, not Black Life, which is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't indulge in the Black Friday. There's nothing I want because it's mostly electronics and mattresses and things like I don't I don't need them I don't want them um, 
So I've never partaken in one. I've never been part of a, an American one where people die in the States over this thing. That's stupid. Don't kill people over a TV. Ashburn, are you still listening? If you're li don't, don't kill people for a TV. It's not fair. You're getting another one next year anyway. That's 7 a.m. Of course. Why? Come on. Yeah, but the TV's going to be that price in a month. That's what they do. And next year, when you're so proud of your 61-inch, your neighbor's going to have a 62-inch, and you're still going to look like a jackass. That's how it works. And how, how many more inches of these fucking TVs do we need? I think we talked about this, but come on. Let's stop with the TV. People are buying bigger houses to accommodate their TVs. Okay, right there. Let me stop you right there, ma'am. No, he does not need that. Nobody needs that. A hundred... Yeah, I, I'm going to round because I'm an idiot. It's 150 feet. 100, 100, more than 150 feet. No, it's not. No, that's stupid. Sorry, that's bad math. A lot of feet. Yeah. Twelve. That's what I meant. I meant to say fifteen, not one hundred and fifty. I meant to say fifteen. Um, that's just, either way. What do you need a twelve foot TV for? <laughs> that's insane. That's just ridiculous.
Why not? Yeah. <laughs> right. And did did you get one? Did has he called yet? After Christmas. Boxing day is right around the corner. Exactly. What is the box? What is the obsession with the box? Can you explain? Why do TV companies... You have to keep the box for your, the entire lifetime of the TV. It bugs the shit out of me. Well, you can't return the TV without it. Yeah, I'm not returning the TV anyway. They crap out after a year anyway. You gotta buy a new one. Mine, mine keep the damn box. It's a stupid thing. It's all stupid. I hate it all. It's ridiculous. I actually took one of the boxes one time when I was first having my little uh, outing here. My, my summer-long camping trip that's now spilled to the end of November. Um, I actually took one of the boxes and, and tore it in half. And me and my friend used it as, like, queen-size uh, box springs. Um, they're ridiculous. Um, and it, the show's no better. The quality's no better. Nothing about it is better. You're just lying to yourself. It's, you can't get any more HD than HD. It's just that it's, it's better than our, our eyes now. We don't even understand what we're seeing. Yes. It's not supposed to. The human eye isn't that clear. It's a ridiculous thing. What is people's obsession with this better? It's not better. It wasn't that bad. When, 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 do you remember a time when you ever watched TV and went, wow, this is fucking terrible? When you didn't know there was an alternative? Yes. You always think this is awesome. And if that was the only TV we ever had, we'd still think that was great TV. So this, I'm stopping. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done with the whole thing. No, no more better HD. No more better surround sound. Who the fuck gives a shit? Yes. Yeah, but now pot's legal, and you don't want that sound bug coming from behind you now. <laughs> yeah, it always freaked me out. I didn't like it, because I just thought there was shit behind me all the time. No, can't stand it. it. Bugs me, especially I like obsessed with horror movies, and I hear shit behind me. I can't co concentrate on the movie. Um, I'm stressing about Black Friday, and it's just it's a terrible experience. Um, 
So you had a rant. Have you, is this your rant? Have we, I, I crapped on your rant, didn't I? All right. Let's, uh, let's hear Gord finally back on what if we're right It is ranting. I'm out, out of touch here. Sorry, guys. setting up a mattress, you lay it down. Make sure the tag points the right way. It doesn't even matter if you get the mattress in the wrong way, you flip it every month anyway. Yeah, I've been told. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. places I work for also had uh, geography limits too. Like we're not going to match something in Guatemala that you found that's 40 pesos.
Yeah. Yeah. I already love this woman, by the way. Just in case you were wondering, listeners at home, love this woman. I ask myself that every time we hang up. How does this piece of shit liar live with himself? Well, of course. this woman. <laughs> what we've got here is a failure uh, to communicate. Ah. Of course.
of course. Love this lady. Throws where the fuck is going. And of course, the backlash hit. This woman sent an email. For the record, the bitch didn't send a fucking email. Her fucking daughter sent in an email. <laughs> even better. You can't even defend your own fucking act if you're going to get your fucking daughter. You're a piece of shit human being as it is. I have a story for you that I forgot, but uh, hey, uh, this is this is my, my Christmas wet dream. These are the kind of people that make Christmas so special for me. Thank you, lady. For, for being awesome and playing the race card, that's just great. Like, that's just awesome. You know, like, that, that, that's what the fucking world needs more fucking race cards. Right. You fucking bitch. You think you know fucking racism. You think you know what fucking racism really is if you're going to pull the card on this one. I could pull off a dozen fucking black people that would tell you what the fucking more racism actually is. Like, give me a fucking break. No kidding. Entitled fucking whore. And hey, on that. Uh, sorry. Finish, finish, and I'll tell you a funny story. So, she sent an email into corporate head office. We'll rephrase it again, right? The daughter sent an email into corporate head office. And, and it was, it was uh, everything that this lady did, she turned around and said that this is what myself and the manager did. Of course. They talked over me. They did this. They did this. I'm like, not true, not true, not true. No, yeah. And then she even said at the end of it, where she says there is a failure in, or a breakdown in language. She even said that's racist, and she put it in writing. I'm like, you motherfucker. Dude. So of course, this email comes out to us. They're like, no, we need to get your side of it. Of course, yeah. My manager does her like what she her she has experience, and then I do mine. And I'm like, do you want to go with mine? She's like, nope. Nope. What you write is your version of what you saw that you experienced the whole thing, and then there's what, and then there's my version of what I experienced the whole thing. And then they'll compare the two notes together and be like, I am not influencing anything about yours. You word it any way you want to word it. Just try not to swear. I'm like, all right, so. No, right. So I did. I put in. Well done. Now, when I'm doing points, when I'm writing a response like this, I don't write it as like a story. Right. I, do it as in, I, I put it in point form. Yeah. Right. I do the exact opposite. I you need maps and you need books to explain the books, like the Celestine prophecy. Um, where you had to get a book to explain why that book made sense. But then 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 the fucking book doesn't make sense. All right, it's a bad book. Um, but yeah, I do. When I write something like that, it's ridiculous. It can be a three-part movie trilogy by the time I'm done. Yeah, no, I tend to try to stick to the back as much as I can, and I go point for point for point. So I finished my whole row, and I am pissed at the end of this thing. I am not fucking, I'm, I'm just, I can't believe what that all I mean, clearly the daughter doesn't know, the daughter wasn't there. You know, she's taking everything your parents at a value. It's so fucking wrong at every level. Right. Uh, and immediately after the whole thing happened, I called one of the other bigger managers, and I explained the entire situation to her. And she's like, okay, go so is, is your boss there? Yeah, yeah. Here right next to me, here's what happened. Close the whole thing. I've already explained the situation, so this is already partially on record. 
And then she's like, no, I agree with you. Our job is not to sit there and take abuse to different people. But no, you guys did right. Perfect. So now within this little thing of work, Wait to find out what the policy is being part now. I mean, that's corporate. The public's trying to say, you want $200 off your fucking thing? Here's $200. Right. But it won't be. It'll be in like a cash rebate. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best thing in the world because we'll give you $200, but you got to spend that store. Yeah. Brilliant. But the best thing is, is it is direct company policy to not do refunds after a full purchase. Sure. They're in writing. It's legal. You can't do anything about it because it's legally written. Yeah. And the best thing is, is she was like, well, I'm going to return this because this is all. Well, you return it all you want. The money stays in the company. Yeah. We, we don't do that. So, That's not what we do. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. But, uh, hey, do you... I, just, I couldn't believe the ignorance. I got... actually pulled a race car. That's awesome. In the 21st century, too, just brilliant. Um, do you do you have no? Obviously, don't say it. But do you have access to this lady's address? Because I think we need to send her a Christmas card. Oh, I absolutely do. Uh, a gift basket, something for just welcome to Canada. Um, from your racist friend. How's the plan? No, don't put that. That would be incriminating. But I would if if, if her address happened to end up in the uh, Eric and Gord at Outlook.com. Uh, email, uh, she may receive a Christmas greeting from Eric, not Gord. <laughs> from Eric. <laughs> um, just, I'm just saying. From Eric, not Gord. From anchor.fm. Eric, not Gord. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was just I couldn't believe it. Now, the funniest thing was... Right, the podcast. I can't really talk when I'm. Uh, sorry. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite. It was quite amazing. But yeah, fuck that bit. That and and Black Friday, which ugh, such a racist day. <laughs> Even just calling it, it should not be that. It should be uh. For an American day. Or or at, at the. At, at at the very least, uh, a no particular color. Day yes. sale. Um, on that note, um, now I will say that uh, Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Is you're going to find one of the least racist uh, ventures in in media. There's no racism whatsoever um, between Gord and I, and I don't think ever has been on this show and never will be. Um, that being said, I would like to uh, say to everyone, you got to get yourselves a black friend. Have to. Have to. It's, <laughs> I have a black friend, Dave, and he's so much fun. We have our new game of just scaring customers. My new black friend, Dave, because he'll come in, and customers won't know that we're friends. 
Yeah. So when we get to place, uh, you know, scare the customers. Well, he'll come in all black, and uh, I'll just insult him. <laughs> can, I, can I get a coffee? No, you can't. Is this because I'm black? Yes, it is. <laughs> and people look horrified. You can't do that to me, cracker. Yes, I can. Oh, hey, you forgot your watermelon and fried chicken. Get out of my store. And people get... People don't know that we know each other, and it's the funniest game ever. And Dave's all hip to it. He loves it. Because he loves to... He loves to pretend to be the angry, militant, like, Black Panther-type dude, and he's totally not. He's, like, he's he's basically like Wayne Brady. You know, he couldn't be less black. But he loves to act black. And he'll dress the part, and he's just fun. So everybody, in the most least racist way possible, go get a black friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe other races might be that much fun. I had a friend named Yuzi, I used to bug him for not driving, but that was just true. Um, that guy's not racist at all. <laughs> That's one thing. If, you, if you have to point out how not racist the things you're saying are, uh, they're, they're already racist, don't say them. Um, I was being ironical, in case you didn't know. Uh, I have to tell you a rather amazing story now, because you're gonna love this. Uh, it wasn't by it wasn't my choice, um, but I should have known better. Uh, but it happened, and I have to deal with it. I had my first edible two days ago. No, did you really? I did indeed. It was a very large uh, peanut butter cookie. I'm still feeling it. I didn't, he didn't tell me, he wasn't deceiving me. Um, everybody knew what they were except me, apparently. Um, I thought it was just a cookie. It was lunchtime. It made sense. <laughs> everybody, he doesn't make normal cookies. I didn't know this. <laughs> Uh, How did you enjoy your first edible trip? It was absolutely everything your parents want you to believe it w would be if they don't want you to ever do it. it, it uh, no, at first, it was just what I'm used to from marijuana. It was mildly annoying. I was very tired. I laid down and watched football. Um, Canadian football. And enjoyed it. Um, and now uh, that was fine. And then this about noon, right, right, right around noon, one o'clock. By four o'clock, there's fireworks in the sky. There's people talking to me that aren't in the room, like literally, like mushroom-style hallucinations, <laughs> but very brief ones. And I'm going, what the holy fuck? I'm stoned as shit. I kind of forgot I had taken it because I was getting bored watching football. I kind of napped for a little bit, then I woke up and I was just stoned as shit. And I hear auditory hallucinations like crazy. <laughs> um, just mental and things were racing through my mind. I started writing a comic book that made no sense. Um, and then I went and slept at the airport. Because that just seemed like a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. And the Ameri in the American departures uh, area, because everybody sleeps there and nobody harasses you. It's perfect. I don't know why there are more homeless people there. I was the only one. I was just giggling. I mean, it's fantastic. I, 
I wore a tie, and I just pretended I was going somewhere. <laughs> I'm just tired from my travel. I even got one of those carts. Did you get the big cart, luggage cart? I just had my backpack. But I pushed it around on the luggage cart, like, look, I'm one of you guys. I'm going to a place on a plane. Um, I'm still feeling it, actually, today. I can still feel like the, it's like this pot hangover. Yes, absolutely, you will feel that. I don't know exactly, but I want to say 20 years. Since, since you've done uh, and 20, 20, 15 to 20 years since I've had any marijuana, except for the very tiny bit I came into contact with uh, via your cigarette one time. Oh, yes, that's right. I remember that with Manny's, actually. Oh, with Manny's, right. That was Manny's. Yeah. It's so much easier to blame you for marijuana-related yeah, things. It usually is, Manny. Um, but, yeah, it was... I, I wouldn't say it was bad. Um, I wouldn't be adverse to doing it again in a controlled setting. Um, didn't give me the nausea that I'm used to. So that answers that question for me. It's, um, for those that don't know, um, edibles is nothing at all like like smoking. It's a completely different time. It's way more intense. Yeah, forever. It wouldn't go away. To an, an annoying, to a point where it was annoying. It was like, please go away now. I'm bored with this. No, it just, it just keeps coming back for ways. Yeah, it does. Think it's over. It's, it comes back. Well, yeah, because I, I slept rather well at a Starbucks, sitting up in the airport. In the airport, Starbucks, knocked everything off my table. Spilled my coffee. I had the comic book I was working on was halfway across the restaurant. Like I just, I had knocked everything off the table, and I was just sleeping with my face planted on my laptop. Um, uh, and the, the people frantically waking me up. You're gonna miss your plane. You're gonna miss your plane. I, how do you know what plane I'm on? I'm lying about the whole thing. But um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck do you know a plane? I wanted to get to the airport 12 hours before my flight. <laughs> It was uh, <laughs> very surreal to wake up to, and then your stuff scattered all over as if it's your bedroom. And you, you can't. There's no way to look cool picking up your stuff off the floor of a restaurant no, not really. <laughs> at eight in the morning at an airport. By the way, it, it just apparently I was wrong about the weather, and it just started to snow like a motherfucker. Well, well, there you go. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, we should get you home soon. Um. So anyway, the point is I smoked pot. Well, I didn't smoke pot, I ate pot. Um, you see, now the body stone is something I get from smoking it. Like, I, I think that's the part I don't like. Um, <laughs> I would just, I, I would thoroughly enjoy to see you on an edible. You know, I think, uh, well, you know what, we could try it. I mean, the podcast would be very boring. Um because I just had nothing to say for 24 hours, really. I'd answer your questions if you asked them, but I, I would, I, the very, the, my answers didn't matter, even to me. I didn't care what I said. I just say stuff. People would ask me a question. A lot of people would sort of assume that you'd just be like, tripping balls and be like saying all types of weird, funny shit. No, you go very, so very quiet. Me, I became the, I just became, I became basically the dude 
it's like, whatever, man. It's, you know, it's all good, or maybe it's not. I'm just going to wait for my plane and figure it out. <laughs> just, just waiting for my plane. It's going to be my new thing. Hey, what are you doing? Just waiting for my plane. That should be our code for being high. When I have to explain to like my kids what like that's gonna be my code for being what are you doing? I'm just waiting for my plane. And I, that's gonna mean uh, Eric and Uncle Gord got high in the garage. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh I had my first time having edibles out in DC. Um it is I, I, I can't name drop but a mutual friend of ours charging uh, for a second, I'm up and on. Uh, made uh, made edible cookies on a somewhat regular basis, and, uh, and, and, and they gave me some. And I was going to Vegas that weekend, and I had to leave Bed Bath and go straight over to the city and pick up my fucking passport. Like literally, as soon as I pick up my passport, my friend was picking me up. We we're going right to the airport flying out of Vegas. I was starving. I hadn't eaten all day. I was hungry. I knew I had a fucking you know, long day until I was going to get some actual food in me, so I whipped these cookies down, forgetting that they were possible. Nice, uh, man. So I ate the shit out of these cookies. I hit the, I get down to the government building to get my passport. I'm standing in line. There's one person that's getting served. I'm the next person. I got headphones on. I got Pink Boy playing with headphones. And all of a sudden, the edibles kicked in at once. No. Oh. And I'm just standing there, I'm like, and all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh my god, those are these cookies. Uh oh. So I saunder up to the fucking counter, I'm behind the fucking kite. It's just getting more and more intense with every split fucking second. And I'm sort of laughing about it. I manage to get the passport, I leave, I meet up with my friend, we go to the airport, I'm going through Vancouver fucking airport. I had bought, before I moved out here, I bought two brand new belts, and one of them was like a $250 fucking leather belt. It was really nice. Then I wear my nice new brand new leather belt when I go to this trip. Well, when you go through the airport, it's here, you got to take your belt off. Right. Glenn was so fucking high, I left my brand new $250 fucking belt at the airport. Nicely done. I didn't realize it until I got all the way to the hotel room, and I was wondering why my pants were fucking falling down. <laughs> <laughs> I got very concerned about my pants, actually, while I was waiting for my plane. I always thought my pants were weird, and I was constantly adjusting my pants in some Chris Farley-like fashion. Which is funny, because that just basically just makes you look guilty like you're fucking hiding something. Well, I could have looked more like a stoned person. Like, like just, if I was, I could have been the only person who'd ever smoked pot in the world, just the way I was looking at it. I, like, just creeping around poles and sitting on the floor and, like, staring at things. It was just, just nothing, just staring at a thing. What do you do? I'm staring at a thing while I'm waiting for my plane. What's it to you, man? Just fucking... Wait for my plane, brother. What happened to Cinnabon? Is that a thing? Let's go there. <laughs> There hasn't been Cinnabon since the last time I smoked pot, but... I mean, Cinnabon's a t horrible thing. It shouldn't exist anyway, especially not in airports. Why would you do that to yourself before you get on a plane? <laughs> yeah, right. Because you know what's coming. You, you, you can have the fucking worst toilet visit after that. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I, I went to the bathroom at the library before I went to the airport, and it was like an hour and a half. 
<laughs> like to, it was a magnificent bowel movement, but uh, it was in no hurry either. <laughs> and I read a. Uh, see, that's one of the things I enjoy is when you get on a plane, and you get like people like if you're on like sitting like a five or six hour flight, one hour after the flight starts. You go to the bathroom and drop the nastiest, smelliest bomb you can. Oh, yeah. And that way for the next, like, two hours, every time somebody walks in, they're like, oh. <laughs> Watching them wretches, they walk into the door. Like, yeah, that was Well, that's a lot of my fun. Like, I don't, uh, I don't uh, fly frequently. Um, I was actually much more fond of the Greyhound bus service that no longer exists in our country. But I was, I, you did... I learned very early in my traveling career that if you stop showering a week beforehand and, uh, you know, make sure to rub some tuna oil in strategic places and, and don't brush your teeth a lot, you get like three rows to yourself on one side of the bus. People will turn around and buy a plane ticket just to get away from you. <laughs> and then, yeah, even if you're not dropping that deuce in the toilet, you make sure you make them think you did. <laughs> Make them think you forgot to go to the toilet. Oh, yeah. Just, just <laughs> woo, didn't make it. Okay? Nah, I just couldn't get up. I was too comfortable. No, what, what you do is you go running back there, top speed, go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Then you fumble around in there, make, bang around, make a lot of noise, and then come back and go, nope, didn't make it. <laughs> and, and just say that really loud with your head down, didn't make it, and then just go sit down. The whole left side of the bus is yours till Regina. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and since now they got the phones with the apps, you get the fart app, and just everyone's like, "Oh, that's oh, Those are the best. You can. I miss Greyhound uh, for that because there's so much more you can do with technology. Never done the Greyhound bus before. Oh, I love it. I I used to go to uh, Manitoba and back to BC quite often. It's like 36 hours. I did have one time. Uh, that's what we went down to uh, from, from built to downtown Toronto for an anniversary. Uh, we just went down for like for the day. We were coming back that night. It wasn't an anniversary. I don't know what the fight was. Just a little note for the night. And um, we took the go bus because we have the co bus. So that, that's cool. That's our form of uh, transit that you can get into the go train the go bus. Yeah. Public transit doesn't leave the doesn't leave the actual city. Yeah, you guys had it. There was a TV show about that train. Yeah, the go train. Yeah. There, there's like a TV drama all of it about like commuter it was a really terrible show yeah it was horrible because nothing ever happens on the fucking go train so it's fucking stupid yeah the uh coronation street of canada um yeah it's, it's terrible um so we're on the fucking we're on this fucking bus we're coming back and uh we're sitting there and uh we're, we're just sort of sitting there like you know like on the bus now like when you're taking the night bus like they will actually turn all the lights off on the inside of the bus at night Right. So it gets really dark. So if you want to sleep, you can sleep. It's really fucking dark. And if you want to do things, well, it's really dark. You can get away with a little bit more. So it's kind of fun. So we're sitting near the front. And as we're sitting there, also, I can hear this conversation, this one-sided conversation of this girl on the phone. And they start listening. They go, oh, she's got a really hot voice. And I started listening to the conversation. She's having the sexiest but raunchiest phone sex. Oh my she's on the goodness. Phone. So I'm hearing the ones in the conversation, oh, I'm going to fucking suck your dick, and I'm going to fucking pull your cup. She's saying all types of nasty shit, and it was awesome. So I turned to the fucking girl with my wife, and I'm like, you fucking genius. She's like, no, I'm like, you got to fucking listen to it. 
So all of a sudden, about maybe five minutes later, the entire bus literally stops breathing. Yeah. Everybody on the bus is listening to this fucking girl have a phone. And it was awesome. And it went on for like 20 fucking five minutes. Jesus. I'm getting a hand job from the girlfriend listening to this. It was awesome. That's fantastic. We finally get to the front. We get into uh, into Mississauga. Uh, for one, the first stop outside the front. We get the first stop there. And uh, the lights come on. And this fucking dude, not even a woman, it was a dude, gets up to the front and actually lodges a complaint. There's a girl having phone sex on the back. That's very disturbing. I'm thinking, you were one of the heavy breathers, you motherfucker. Like, you fucking hypocrite. As soon as he complained, you heard almost everybody in the bus go, "Oh, come on!" Like, you know, we were the and then the girl ended up hanging up the phone and the rest of the bus. Uh, yeah. Like the driver couldn't hear it, you think? Uh, well, he had, it's much like the, the other buses. Like he's got that sort of wall behind him. Yeah. You know, and she wasn't like necessarily talking loud, but you were just that if you listen, you could hear it. You know, so I mean, there's a chance he could have heard it. Maybe he didn't, but I'm pretty sure no matter what, nobody cares. Well, of course. And this one jerk-off has to go up and fucking complain and ruin it for the rest of us. No, it's because he came, he came too fast and then he was mad yeah. at himself. Yeah, he's all this point. Yeah, there's a mess on the back of the seat. I've got to go. You know, like, I hear an asshole. Fucking dick. That's the worst. Yeah. Guys are ruining things. Wait, that was like the best public transit fucking ride I've ever had. No kidding. I, I, it was hot, dude. It was fun. Her voice was fucking... It was hot. That's insane. I, I can honestly say I've never uh, never experienced that. I did. I was in the car beside a guy going over Lionsgate Bridge getting roadhead, and I thought that was pretty sweet. sweet. And, I, but I, the, had a truck, I had a truck driver one time pull up next to me at the lights while I was getting roadhead. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. I looked up and he gave me some stuff. I'm like, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy, we, I, I have to uh, publicly apologize. Guy on Lionsgate Bridge, uh, what some probably uh, looking at, uh, I think, nine, ten years later. If you're listening and you remember this as well as I do, uh, I'm sorry. Because we ruined it. This guy never got rolled head again in his life. We were honking the horn. We were cheering. We were... <laughs> She shot up, like, just straight, like, her head went up, like, one of those rock'em, sock'em robots losing a match. Just, she was not. <laughs> uh, fuck the apology, that was worth it. <laughs> that was just worth it. Just, uh, uh, he, he never got roadhead again. You could tell. The look on her face, that was it for life. That was it. I hope he enjoyed the experience because it'll never happen. Uh, I feel so bad. Looking back, I feel terrible. I'm like, why would we do that to a guy? But we were just genuinely happy for him. <laughs> One time we the act, we're feeling a little frisky, so we pulled off on this. There's a fucking, there's this, uh, base, a set of two baseball diamonds in the middle of fucking nowhere. No, this fucking, like, you got farmer's fields all around. It's a fucking back road. And we pulled in there and we started fucking around in our van. And right in the middle of the act, we're like mid fucking. I'm on top. I'm plowing her legs up in the air. I'm plowing the shit. And all of a sudden, I looked up. I'm like, uh, she goes, what? I'm like, there's a Boy Scout troop staring at our bedroom in our fucking. Uh, oh, right wow. Right there's like eight Boy Scouts and they're all their faces plastered against the window. <laughs> that is brilliant. So 
this is called missionary. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What do you do at that point? Just kept going. I didn't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just cover your head, honey. Just cover your head. Pretend you're not there. Just yeah, you you look cool at that point. I exactly. When we first got our house in Calgary, uh, we were pretty notorious by that point for being um, a little loud. Yeah. Well, we'd actually gotten complaints at friends' houses and stuff, like from condo boards and shit. Uh, but our first. Our first time in our new house, maybe not our first time, but the first time that comes to mind, uh, we got a round of applause by a neighbor having a barbecue. And that's just cool. You come out to have your smoke afterwards, and you just look cool. You're like, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's what I do. Did you know, because the best thing about what I love about those groups is that those people who are listening that night, they're all getting late. Oh, yeah. Every one of them. They're all fucking. Whether they're like, if you think the woman was disgusted, She's still turned on. Yeah, and she has to outdo the other woman, too, right? Like, because I, I sounded like I was having a fantastic time. She's like, oh, I'm going to rock your world way better than she did his. Right? So, a yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's neat when you know everyone in your block is doing it. Like, you just you can tell. Yeah. You're all doing it at the same time. You're like, yep, that's what I do. <laughs> Everybody's the same thing because you always see the girl, the guy slightly ushers a woman into the door and he slaps her ass on the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I know what they're doing. <laughs> and then you, you look out and they're both crying in separate rooms like afterwards. Yeah. No, it doesn't. We just know that you did a better job. Oh, good times. <laughs> I love the... That, that's good messages for the holiday season starting out. And I feel we probably have a lot of good holiday season messages coming up because that's what it is now it's no longer one separate thing it's uh the holiday season that's right <clears throat> multiple holidays all rolled into one i hate it because not only does it kind of bastardize all of them um yeah. it just takes all the fun and meaning out of any of them in my opinion i think it's stupid and i don't like it um See, i disagree i think it puts the fun into it because it saves it Every one of these fucking holidays are based off of a fucking organized religion. True. And they've taken it away from the organized religion and they've made it fun. An organized religion had a lie, for the most part. Every holiday, every holiday shares that that one religious thing and a lie. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, they're all stolen from the pagans anyway. The names on the Mayflowers were fake. Everyone knows that now. Yeah. They, they just made those up because the names on the real Mayflower didn't sound American enough. <laughs> That's great. There's that many John fucking Smith coming across that. Right? No, it was a bunch of, like, Polish people. Exactly. I don't know what they were. There was people of different ethnicities that didn't fit the, uh, you know, breaking bread with the natives and all living happily image that they want us to believe happened before they all went and built cars together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's and a, a lie. Like, that, that one, that's not a bad lie, I guess. Like, uh, we were all very American and we were nice to people. Um, that's probably a good lie to spread. And then with the, the, the fat man that, that makes you be good all year, that, I don't like that lie. Um, but this is why I love, because it's all about balance. Because you got, if you don't like Santa, then you can love Krampus. That's true. I don't mind Santa. Like, I like Santa for my daughter, but the whole, like, I think, I don't know if I've said it before, maybe I have, the whole thing is wrong. Like, I do. Well, I don't remember the day, but I remember what happened. What happened? 
uh, I real my our cards and stuff were always signed, and I I realized I had this epiphany and figured out that Santa and my mom had the same handwriting. <laughs> See, I saw that and I just thought it was a coincidence. Uh, I realized Santa wasn't real because one year I left Santa a gift and it was a bronze deer kind of like laying down on the ground with his head up on this little limestone platform thing. It was a really cute little thing. It was kind of heavy. And on the bottom of it, I wrote, Dear Santa, Love Gordon. As a little kid when I wrote that, and like five years later, I go up to the cottage, and there's that fucking deer sitting on the mantle of the fucking cottage in front of the window sills, and I'm like, and I'm like, that, that, that can't be, and I picked it up, and there's the fucking note written on the bottom. Yeah. My, my parents never noticed the fucking the note I put on the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, what? I'm like... And like, I gave this to Santa. So no, no, it's different. And I put that around and I showed him. Like, it says, "Dear, good fucking Santa, love Gordon." Mom's like, "Oh, well, Santa gave it to us. You fucking liars. He's not real, is he?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Santa. This whole time, I'm writing letters. Who's getting my fucking letters? <laughs> you know, that's what it, that always got me going because it comes with the real postal code and everything. No, nowadays they like I said, well, they've had that for years, but yeah, that's the whole thing. I guess they, do they still do that? I guess it's probably just email now. Uh, no, no, you st they still have to write a letter to Santa thing. And I, used to, I don't even care. I still every year when I'm around a computer, I track him. I do the NORAD Santa tracking thing. I always used to love enjoy doing that. I thought that was a great thing to do. I'm a huge nerd. Um, Aurora last year got. I, I almost hinted toward something about him not coming or or something to that effect because I, she's so smart. I figure by now she already thinks he's not real. She lost her fucking mind. He is absolutely very, very real. <laughs> and it's at this point that you introduce him to Francis and you crush the whole dream. And this child, gets, she's not very emotional. Though. She, she's very level-headed for a four-year-old. It's ridiculous. Uh, but said the thought of Santa not coming, she went ballistic. I was like, oh, no, no, he's coming. I, I don't know why I said that. I'm, I'm just waiting for my plane. Um, and by the way, for the listeners that don't know about Francis, Francis is Santa's, uh, the balance is, is the, uh, the yin and yang of Santa. He's the evil one. He's the Wario. He's the one that takes the worst of the naughty list and he kidnaps little children. And he puts them in his own sack, and he takes them back to the fucking the, uh, to the, the, the bad part of the North Pole, and he tortures and kills them. I love it. I love it. That was the Futurama take on Santa, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Where the evil robot Santa goes and wipes out the naughty list for the year. It's just brilliant. Now, if anybody wants to have to know what Krampus is really about, uh, it all started in Germany, and there's a fucking parade in. Oh, gee, there's a shock. Something started in Germany. You know who started Krampus? The one, the first one who had the helium beer and everyone made fun of him. Right, exactly. He just went away and started murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you ever get a chance, and Eric, you should do this too, get a chance, go up on YouTube and type in the Krampus Festival in Germany. I will. The costumes are incredibly fucking graphic. They're very brutal. Like, it's very brutal. It's, it's it's like a zombie walk, but actually realistically fucking evil. And they go around and they like terrify fucking children. 
and the parents like the people show up in droves to have their children fucking mortified. Oh, it's amazing. Wow, I will look that up. Um, and anyone, hey guys, tell us your uh, your your Christmas or your what is it, holiday season tales. Uh, how was your American Thanksgiving? Did you know it was American Thanksgiving? Because um, a lot of people didn't. During the Black Friday right, yeah, I want to know that, because um, that just baffles me. No, I think you should. I mean, I, 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 well, in Canada, we pretty much just help each other in the lineups. We don't really shoot or stab each other. There's this, there's, this, uh, there's this girl I play a game with, I play Yachty with on my phone, and we talk all the time. She's an American, and, and we talk. And... Um, uh, shout out, I'm, I'm not going to mention your name because you're a private person, so shout out to you, you know who you are. Hey, um, she, uh, I, I mentioned the other day about the you know, because she's asking, do you guys celebrate Black Friday down here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. So we don't just do it for the day, we do like a whole fucking week once a day, and sometimes it's two or three weeks fucking long, you know, whatever else. And I said, um, because we don't you, kill ourselves in the lineups. Yeah. So where you guys started the idea of Black Friday, we perfected it. I said, you've got to go on YouTube and check out the video, Black Friday Canada versus U.S. And it is one of the greatest videos in the world because the U.S. is pandemonium. People fucking murdering, tearing down doors and, and fighting and shooting and stabbing. And it, it's amazing. And in Canada, they open up a fucking Walmart and people just calmly walk in and they're high-fiving the Walmart staff who are all standing at the front entrance. That's hilarious. <laughs> And they're just high five in the lesson. Hey, congratulations, high five. You made it in first. Yay. Yay. We'll just calmly walk in. Well, yeah. It's, it's so great. It's, it's Friday. We'll buy it tomorrow if the lineup's too big. Yeah, we don't care. It's no big deal. We'll go later on. We'll go later on. We'll have lunch, breakfast first. We'll come back later. I don't care. Yeah, really. It's, uh, but we don't. I think that, that's why people love us. Very true. That's why I love us. Uh, but I do, I do want holiday stories from people this year. And as I said, now that it's season two, there's no more messing around, guys. I am going to, once I'm established um, in a place a little drier than this, I will pull up phone numbers online. And if you don't call us, we'll call you. Um, yeah, we'll, just, we really will. we'll pick a town every night, somehow randomly pick a town, and we'll just call people in that town. Um, with this aware because I have a feeling that people will specifically not write in just to hear us do that. That's that could be true, yeah. Well, well we'll try it anyways. I'll, I'll find a way to to make that not happen. Like I'll maybe I won't call during the times you're waiting. Like I'll just call it really inappropriate times. Oh, oh I know I know how we'll do this. There's a, a, a you can go up online and there's a, a thing online that is you enter in, like what we'll do is we'll, we'll find a phone book, that's online, you can get these numbers. You, you pick a town, you find out how many numbers are in the book, under in this one particular community. You go on this number randomizer, and you type in how many numbers there are, so it's like you know, between one and say 27,000 numbers. Sure. And it will pick a random number, and then you find that number, and then we call them. Wow. That sounds just so stupid. That's so stupid. It's something I would probably do. Um, waste a bunch of time on, and it's really fucking funny. Exactly. It's like back in the day when I used to do the random question of the day on the show, and I I had a random question generator. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, Perfect. And it would come up. They weren't funny ever. Like 
sometimes they were, but mostly they weren't. They were just like a, a perfectly ordinary question. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> what, do you cut your hair the same style every time? <laughs> that was the random question of the day. Uh, it was a really horrible segment on the show. It wasn't entertaining in any way. Um, but I kept it going as long as I cared to. And then I replaced it with something people would listen to. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. I'm just doing my random act of kindness for the day. Um, yeah, there were many bad ideas at the beginning of the podcast that uh, didn't pan out. And uh, I, I guess that's a good thing because people seem to like it now. <laughs> if they didn't like it then, they will love it now. But much like, much like season one, I'm sure season two will start with a, a few horrible ideas. Um, but the, not the least of which is going to be, I'm calling, I'm getting you people on my show. I, if I have to ambush you on the streets or, uh, get, uh, algorithms to randomly choose your phone number out of 27,000 in your town, you're getting called somebody. We, we, we might even go as far as Nikki Nikki die during people just to fucking knock on people's doors and say, hi. Hey, you know what? That would be fun to do because those things on TV are always so fake. Like, number one, when, when they answer the door, the camera's already behind them. Yeah. And when, you know, like when Oprah surprises people, but the camera's already in their house? When Oprah's, what? How is that surprising? Like, they sent a cameraman two hours ahead to set up. What, is this Oprah? No. Totally different thing. Not that. So act surprised. Camera's here for a different reason. Um, happens in all of those random things that are just happen and they're, surprised. they're never random or surprising. You have a boom operator in front of you. That must have been a clue. Um, <laughs> Do you guys have a camera somewhere? No, the dude holding the camera with his three buddies and the blue operator are just flinting. So if we just did that, if we just did just the Nicky Nicky Nine Door podcast, that would be brilliant. I like that idea. When the weather's a little better, it's not good time of the year to do that now. <laughs> but come springtime, that could be a good way to get yourself a prize. Because uh, that's another thing we're going to be introducing this year is just tons of swag. Eric and Gord swag, everything you can think of. Uh, because I can get decent prices on it. And uh, I don't know, someone will pay for it. Certainly not me. Uh, we'll figure it away. But uh, one of my affiliate companies that I'm dragging into the fray is due for a massive inheritance, as I said at the beginning. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Um, Hope you kick it too. <laughs> I don't. I, I wish I, I wish you the absolute uh, longest week of your life. Um, <laughs> I don't know the woman. I've just met her. I'm just, I, I'm sorry. He's not. He, this has been. She's been dying for forty years. It's not a sad thing. At this point, it's very welcome. I'm hoping. I think she just genuinely doesn't want to. The impression I get is she doesn't want to give him this money. Yeah. And she is fighting for her life, not because she wants to live. She doesn't care about that anymore. She just wants to spite him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention, and God forbid, I hope they don't listen, but they probably will. And if you guys do, I'm not going to name you, but this isn't exactly subtle. 
uh, this guy, he's a great guy. I like him very much. I, you know, very intelligent, fun guy, nice. Our age, recently divorced, uh, just like everybody else. Yep. <laughs> um, he he got, he's not he's not like un, un but he's not he never looks clean. You know, his shirts never ironed. His uh, hair's always a mess. Um, his clothes don't match. Like he's not he's not unhygienic, but he's just unkempt. And women of an extraordinary caliber throw themselves at him. And I've always I, I had heard rumors, but I've never really hung out with the guy other than just alone together when you don't pay attention back then. Um, but I was at work and there's this nurse, this incredibly hot Asian nurse. Um Chinese, actually, she's, I don't have to say it. She's actually Chinese. I didn't say that. You didn't. You always said say Chinese because it's wrong, but no, she is. Um, hey, I tell you, I did not fucking understand a word you're saying. Okay, good. It's like you're talking in a fucking wind tunnel. How's that? Is that better? No. No, hold on. You know what it is? It's because I'm walking in a wind tunnel. So, hold on. I thought you can't Okay, just wait, wait. Is that better? I'm literally kind of in a wind tunnel, so it's funny. Uh, hey, it sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. Well, yeah, kind of am. Um, so where am I? Hot Chinese nurse crying at work, and she goes, "Well, I guess you just I walk. This is where I walk in. Well, I guess you just didn't care enough to show up." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I was kind of busy." And I'm like, wait, what the hell? What's going on here? And she runs off crying. And I'm like, Jason, what the hell just happened? He goes, oh, yeah, I kind of stood her up. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Louie Anderson stood up? Uh, Lucy Lou? No. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And so I'm, I go up to another guy. Go, another guy. I'm not going to name in this story. Hey, guy. Lur. <laughs> name. Um, uh, I'm like, uh, hey, Guyler, uh, super hot um, nurse, super hot Chinese nurse Yang, uh, just Jason stood her up. I just named all three of them. Um, yeah, no, honestly, didn't mean to. That just happened. Sorry, everybody. Um, so here we are. So, like, he just stood her up. He goes, oh, yeah, he does that all the time. I'm like, she's, I'm like, oh yeah, he gets, uh, no, what the hell? So I haven't had a test, he has no, he just, he doesn't care, and he doesn't, it just happens all the, it's just something that happens, I'm like, no, this doesn't happen. I try very hard to not look homeless, and no one likes me. Uh, that's probably my shitty personality, but still, um, just for this guy, he just looks like a schlub, doesn't do anything, he doesn't have a job, um, he just mopes around, waiting for his mom's money, and these women just love him, and it's not for the money, because they don't even know about it, he doesn't talk about it. I don't get it, uh, just, it's not a hot girl with douchebag situation, because he's not a D-bag, he's a kind of a cool guy, he'd probably treat a woman really good, but he just doesn't think of them that way. Uh, no, he's not gay at all, he talks about women from his past all the time. I think he's all fucked out. He's just done. He did it. And that's it. He's 40 years old and he's had enough. No, you know what? I think I can.
I think I think I could I where I just reached a point where it's like I'm just gonna be glad I don't have those random erections in church anymore. I'll be I'll be happy when those stop. Fair enough. So what about uh when you come to visit we go check out this uh robot brothel. Are you into the robot brothel idea? There you go, right? Um, that's that's one of the questions you have to ask. Is it cheating? I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> um, they're not going to tell each other. They, they're never going to talk. One's not real. I don't. I don't get the sense that they're an AI unit. Not these particular ones. They're just. Uh, but can you? Now, there's a thing you would. Can, you don't know if you're good because you can't please a robot. So you, I guess the yeah, and I guess you, and I guess you're not gonna to like just tell the truth. No, I was terrible. She probably hated it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's wrong. I can't wrap my mind. Something about it seems wrong. But Sure, but then there's uh, there there's morality issues there for me because I, I would imagine your um, threshold for consent is probably a lot more lenient. Like you would, well, that's what that's what I'm saying. You you would probably justify it as in no, she's a robot, she can't say no. Right? Yeah. And that part I don't believe. I don't believe it cures that in any way. I think that's a stupid idea. I don't know if it's ever been tested, but I don't. I think it would only drive you more and more to want to do it to a human. I don't think it would quench that. I don't know. I don't think it would quench that. I think it would, you'd be like, oh, now I know what it feels like. I have to try a human. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know about this thing. I'm going to do it. But I don't know if it's going to be right or not. I'm sure... Well, I don't know. She, would they mind? I don't know if you're allowed. It's not really an invasion of privacy. It's, a, well, it's 160 bucks or something for like 45 minutes. Which I then i got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do for 43 minutes. Because I'm getting my money's worth, but... I, you know, with a sexy robot who will do absolutely anything I command, um, I'm not hanging for 45 minutes. <laughs> well, no, I'd be spent three times after 10. I got a, I got a hot woman who will do anything I've ever desired. I'm done in two minutes. I'm my, the first round is before my pants come off. Yeah.
I have no idea. I am a, I'm a roulette wheel every time. You never know what you're getting. So it could be the greatest night of your life. It could be over in three seconds. You it's like a slot machine. It's fun that way. I don't and you don't. It's exciting and it's fun. The anticipation. What's going to happen? Oh, better luck next time. <laughs> yes, it was. All the more reason to play again. <laughs> the house always wins. <laughs> I don't think we actually talked about anything at all. And I loved it. It's so great to be back. Me too. I'm going to actually go sit somewhere and edit this properly as I can. And we're going to try to do for almost every episode this time. So on that note, Gord, thanks very much for joining me again. We'll have you back as soon as we possibly can. Because um, there's so more to talk about uh, just from the week that we didn't talk. So Exactly. So drive safely through your uh, plus three degree snow. And... Uh, Everybody else, thanks for listening. I hope you did. And um, I will be back in roughly 23 hours to do this for you again. Until then, take care of each other. <laughs> oh, that felt good. Yeah, that was weird. But, um, you know, it always does. I will get it up as soon as possible, and I'm sure people will be happy. We're, we're over 1,100 total listen. We're averaging 12 per episode now, which is gigantic. Um, yeah, our numbers, didn't, they, they slowed, obviously, but not to the degree I thought they would, so I'm pretty happy with that. Definitely. All right, man, I'm just about to get inside here, so I'll say goodnight for now. You too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Hi. Oh, cool.